for your presence. Thank you for the power of God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord God. Yes. What an awesome thing. What an awesome thing to behold in the name of Jesus. I worship you. I praise you, Lord God. I am absolutely confident right now in your presence. The scripture teaches us that it's in your presence is that fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures evermore. Lord God, you are the one. You're our ever-present help in our time of trouble. You are the one that leads us to the rock that's higher than us, Lord God. Do that right now in every home, every connection that we have here, Lord God. Let every person sense that and feel that, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord God, that we are, we're safe in your arms. We're safe in your presence, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I praise you. I give you thanks and I give you glory in the name of Jesus. Oh, Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. In uh, the book of Ephesians, I'm not going to have you bring those scriptures up. I'm just going to have you maybe write these down and, 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 um, and, and, um, and meditate upon them maybe at a future time. But in the book of Ephesians, it, um, in chapters 1 and 3 in particular, I think you, can, you could probably do the same. You could say the same thing in chapter 2. But let me just give you t- uh, two of them. In chapter number 1 of Ephesians, and verses, um, if you'll start reading um, um, uh, in verse number 16 through the end of the chapter, there's a, a prayer, a particular prayer that Paul prayed for this church. And I believe it's very, very relevant and, um, and, and very, very much uh, a prayer that we need. It talks about having our eyes open, understanding what is the real um, cause that's going on and that type of thing. And I would have you this week... Um, to meditate upon that. Let the Lord open up your eyes in Jesus' name. One of the things that I'm convinced of is that as the church, and we talked about that a little bit this morning, we are the church. And that's not bragging rights, that's just understanding where we're at. Amen. And church is not the building, it's people, praise God. And so this is what's happening. And as the church, I believe God wants to give us not only fresh revelation, but power in the name of Jesus. So Ephesians chapter number 1, verses 16 through 23. Meditate upon that this week, and I believe the Lord will give you some tremendous understanding. Also along with that, Ephesians chapter number 3, verses 14 through 21. Again, you will find that Paul is talking about a prayer, a particular prayer that he prayed for this church. And I believe that it's, again, very, very relevant for us in this hour, especially in the hour that we're living in. And um, because he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now, the, the real key there is not my will, but his will being done. Amen. God doesn't have to answer my prayers per se. But if I can learn to be in the will of God, understand what's going on in the kingdom of God for not only my individual life, but maybe for the area I'm in, then I believe that I can begin to ask God according to his will and expect that prayers are going to be answered in the name of Jesus. And so consider these things this week. I believe the Lord has and wants to give um, um, a greater and greater and greater understanding in the name of Jesus. Um,
your Bibles tonight, I would like you to turn to the book of the book of the Revelation. I'm not going to um, uh, uh, preach uh, uh, or teach, uh, preach or teach tonight on the book of the Revelation. I might mention it a few times, but um, I just want to kind of use this as a launching pad tonight. Um, first thing I want to do is I want to give you some numbers. You can find yourself in certain numbers in the Bible. You can, and I'll show you this in just a few minutes. Um, and then um, I, I want to probably end this tonight by saying if we'll let God do some things in our life, there's some foundations and some, and some uh, areas of our life that he will solidify. And I believe he can begin that process tonight in Jesus' name for everyone's, li for everyone's life. No matter where you're at right now, you can begin to move forward and you can begin to progress in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, a lot of the kingdom of God is about addition adding to the things that God has given to us already and making sure that we are on the firm foundation. Praise God. Remember, I made reference to this this morning very briefly. You know, God waited 120 years, uh, maybe 125 years, before he brought a judgment into this world while an ark was being prepared. Praise God. I believe um, that we can, um, uh, in a type, we can use that ark as, as a place that God will put us. And I believe that one of the types is the church. And I believe that God is, 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 is inviting people to be part of his church, praise God, the church that Jesus Christ is building. We talked about um, the apostles' doctrine with Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. I know I'm kind of reiterating some of the things I said this morning, but I, I just want to confirm those things in your mind, that God would help you to get a hold of these things and, and embrace them and believe that even in such an hour as this, God can do magnificent things, and he is doing magnificent things. I do believe because of what we're going through that there is a large group of people that is never going to ever be the same again. Amen. Um, I, I have to be a realist. I believe it's like 9-11. You know, when 9-11 hit this country um, back in the early part of 2000, you know, um, for a couple of weeks there, maybe three weeks to a month, I mean, people were praying and they were getting a hold of God. But unfortunately, it just seems like um, uh, the vast majority, and I'm not being critical, I'm just being observant, kind of after a while just kind of went back to the same way of living. And I believe that times like this, I don't understand everything that God's doing, but I do believe that for the church, that times like this are designed to help us to never be the same again. That something happens to us during these times that will cause us to, to just uh, to, to go a different way, praise God. Um, in, in the Gospel of Matthew, it gives us the, the only place in the Bible where, where the wise men came to Jesus. And when they came to Jesus as a little baby, they brought their gifts and they worshipped him. But through a warning of an angel, praise God, the Bible says they went home a different way. Well, I believe much will be the same with this type of a situation, that because of what's going on in our, in our land and in our world, praise God, it's going to have that kind of an effect that the large, I believe, a large group of, of apostolics are going to be different, praise God. And, and God is going to be able to, be, to build on, on a firm foundation. And, and in preparation, things are going to be just powerful in Jesus' name. Let me show you kind of the conclusion of all of this. I'll take you to the conclusion first, and then we'll, we'll basically maybe work our way back in Jesus' name. Look at Revelation chapter number 17. Chapter number 17 of the book of the Revelation. <clears throat> and of course, we're talking about um, 
uh, things that are going on during the tribulation period here. And again, like I said, I am not going to um, uh, talk about that uh, possibly in this service. But I just want to show you something that's going to happen towards the end of that tribulation period. The Bible says there's going to be war. And in verse number 14, 17 and 14, this is in Revelation 17 and 14, it says, These shall make war with the Lamb. And I hope that you already know who the Lamb is. Jesus. Jesus is the Lamb. And it says, And the Lamb shall overcome them. Amen. Never forget, church, we are destined to become overcomers. That's what God is doing for us in this hour. And the Bible says, For He is the Lord of lords. Everybody say Jesus. Yes. And they that are with Him are called and chosen and faithful. Amen. In my opinion, that's us. That's talking about us. We've already made those decisions. We've already determined in our own minds, praise God, that's where I want to be. I want to be with Jesus. No matter what's happening, no matter what I have to go through, praise God, I want to be with Jesus. And I believe it's an attitude like that that will take us to the place where God can really do a complete work in our lives. As I mentioned before, in the scriptures, you will see various times where numbers are brought up. Let me give you some for instance. I might give you six or seven of those different for instances. And maybe you can see yourself in these numbers, okay? First of all, we, we talk about the 5,000. And most of us are familiar with the fact that there was a time in Jesus' ministry that he fed. You know, 5,000. The Bible gives us that number, but actually, in reality, the number was larger. That wasn't even counting the women and children that were there. So we can guesstimate that it was probably the crowd was well over 10,000, maybe 15,000. I'm not here to say a number because the Scripture doesn't give me, but it does mention the 5,000. And, of course, this is a number that ended up, because they were in the right place, they were listening to the ministry of Jesus, they got themselves what I would consider a free lunch. And so many of you have experienced that. You've maybe come into an apostolic church. You've come into a, a prayer meeting, and there, there was a table set there already, praise God. And just because you were there, praise God, you were able to partake of the meal. Amen. And so that number of 5,000 is, is a significant number. Another number that the, that the Scripture gives us, and again, you examine yourself. What number are you in? Are you in that crowd? Well, it's okay. We, uh, but remember something. The kingdom of God is addition and forward progress. And I believe the Lord has, you know, has a forward progress for you tonight in Jesus' name. Another number that you will find in the Bible is the number 500. Scripture teaches us in the book of Corinthians, it doesn't even mention this in the Gospels, but in the book of Corinthians, Paul mentioned the fact that after Jesus rose, or was, uh, was crucified, he died, and he was buried, and he rose again, that sometime between the time that he rose again from the dead and the time that he bodily went up into heaven in the first chapter of the book of Acts, he appeared to over 500 brethren at one time. Amen. And, and that's a significant number, praise God. I mean, to tell you, I would have loved to have been there. I mean, that would have been a time when we could literally see, you know, Jesus. And, and, and I believe there's, again, people who come in contact with Jesus, and they see him, praise God. And they see that, that he's working and that type of thing. And, and maybe you can find yourself in that number, praise God. And then another number that the Bible speaks about is, is the number of 120 in the first chapter of the book of Acts. The Scripture tells us that um, 
that one of the last instructions that we know of that Jesus gave to um, uh, the group there was the fact that they needed to go back to Jerusalem and to tarry or to wait until they be endued with power on high. Praise God. I, I've referred to this at times and, and, and when I use the word instruction. That was an instruction that God gave them. Amen. Um, uh, my point, I guess one point I would make is that if he appeared to 500 brethren, praise God, and I don't know if it was at that time before they went back to Jerusalem. I can't prove that scripturally, but the point of it is, um, it's very apparent to me that there were some that couldn't receive instruction. Amen. And, and, and hopefully, you know, you can move on from that number. Praise God. That's one thing I believe is the, the, the will of God, is that we move into a dimension where we can accept instruction, praise God, of the Lord. And these 120, in my opinion, were of that number. They were there on the day of Pentecost, praise God. And when the Holy Ghost was initially poured out, praise God, they were there. And I'm going to tell you something. I believe there was something significant with that experience in Jesus' name. And then another number, and I know I hope I'm not boring you with numbers tonight, but I just want you to think about where do you find yourself in these numbers? Amen. Where, where are you at? Praise God. And that's not pastor trying to critique you. That's pastor with the help of God trying to reveal some things to you so that maybe you can move forward, so that maybe you can get off of that place, maybe where you're at, and you can move up. Praise God. Because I'm here to tell you, folks, in the kingdom of God, that is available for everyone in Jesus' name. Another number that you find in the scripture is the number 70, amen, and that is a number of service that Jesus, during his ministry, he appointed, that's what the scripture says, he appointed 35 pairs, and he had these, these people go out and, and go into the cities before he went in there, and it was a number that was, that was active, praise God, they were involved in, 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 in doing the work of God in the name of Jesus, and I believe that's an important number, praise God. Now listen, I'm not talking about working our way to heaven. I'm talking about being active in the kingdom of God. I believe that's one of the that's one of the the invitations that God gives to us. Amen. Scripture says when Jesus taught us how to pray, he said he said these words and he, we didn't have to repeat them. They're just a principle. He said, "My Father, who art in heaven, you know, um, thy kingdom come and thy will be done." And we know that the kingdom of God is here. It's on earth, praise God. And so we know that we can be actively involved in the kingdom of God, in Jesus' name. And so 70, we find, there's a number there. And then another number that we find is the number 12. We know that Jesus specifically picked out 12 apostles, praise God. And, um, and of course, we understand that that was his selection. That wasn't somebody else's. I often, um, there's not much in the scripture that can give me a lot of character studies of those apostles, but some of them you can. And I don't know if they would have been my choice. But the bottom line is they were Jesus' choice. And sometimes when it comes to ministry and when it comes to those kind of things, you know, we have to rely on the Lord choosing in Jesus' name. But that number 12, praise God, that, has, that is significant for ministry. I believe that there's young people out there right now under the hearing of my voice that God is literally beginning to call you. And some of the temptations that you're going to have to uh, overcome, if I can put it that way, is the choice between a career 
career and making a lot of money or a choice of giving your life to the Lord in Jesus' name, praise God. When Sister Carnahan and I were first called to come here to Gillette, Wyoming, I'll never forget about three months prior to us coming out here, I was offered a tremendous position, praise God, in a factory that I worked. And I, and, 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 and I had to, and gladly I had to turn that down. But the point of it is, you know, if you're going to go where God wants you to go, there's going to be sacrifice and there's going to have to be choices. And so tonight I believe that maybe somebody here, maybe you're going to find yourself in that number in the name of Jesus. And then one of the last ones is the number three. And this is what you find in scriptures three times. You see where Jesus invited out of those 12, he invited three of them to come. Amen. And what they saw, praise God, was, was tremendous. You think about the, the Jairus' daughter that was raised from the dead, praise God. They were in the room when that happened. Wow, praise God. You know, the mountain of transfiguration. How would you like to go up into the bighorns and have God open up the sky and have that, you know, have, you know, Moses and Elijah just appear to you, praise God. That's what happened with those three, praise God. And, and the Bible talks about at Gethsemane, praise God, when Jesus went into that place and he was battling things. And boy, I can't even imagine what he was battling, but he invited, you know, certain disciples to go in there with him in Jesus' name. And so maybe some of us will find ourselves in that number too. But, you know, the last number I want to just briefly talk about is the number one. Hallelujah. And that was the number of the, that was the Apostle John. If you think about it, he was the Apostle that makes reference to the fact that he loved God. Amen. And so, you know, out of all of those numbers tonight, where do you find yourself? Amen. I believe that the Lord can give you a fresh understanding of where you're at praise God but listen let me just encourage you for just about 15 seconds here I got to believe that it's not where God wants to keep you amen I believe that many of you that maybe have recognized a number that you're a part of right now that's not got to be the final number that you're a part of come on maybe you like those free lunches but man wouldn't you like to get something a little bit more than that come on I'm telling you even though maybe you felt the presence of God like and seen the presence of God and the things of God like those 500 but man I'm going to tell you something I'd rather be in the number of the 120 that receive the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. I'm here to tell you tonight that you don't have to be satisfied with that number where you're at right now. Come on, let's lift up our hands. Let's take just a few minutes right now and let's commit something to the Lord. My, my, my. I'm telling you tonight, I feel the Lord, even in times like this, moving upon us right now and saying, even in times like this, you can move forward in me. Even in times like this, you can get a hold of more in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody in those houses, why don't you rise up right now? Why don't you lift up your hands and say, this ain't the finished product. I'm going to move forward in the Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Come on, I'm telling you, we don't have to be afraid of numbers. We can recognize that it ain't over yet. 
Come on, it isn't over yet in the name of Jesus. In fact, we just got a good start, praise God. Oh, hallelujah! So you don't have to be satisfied with where the number you're at. You can move forward in the kingdom of God. Oh, and I'm so glad tonight, praise God, that we can understand that. And what a, what a hope that gives to us. What a hope that gives to us, praise God. I'm glad, like the Apostle Peter, that yes, he failed the Lord. Yes, he denied him and, and all of that. But God is a restoring God. Amen. And so God took him and, and was able to restore him into the kingdom of God, into a greater and a better position in Jesus' name. And I believe tonight that's what God wants to help somebody understand in the name of Jesus. Probably for the remainder of this, my, my remarks, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you to understand there's doors that will open to us. Amen. I, I, I think of the book of the Revelation in chapters 2 and 3 where, where the, uh, the scripture is talking about the churches on the earth and some of the things and the activities and really that's what you can study those activities were going on in the church and I believe it's the same today I believe those kind of activities are going on in in churches today and and five of those churches you know God one of the the, the biggest advice that God gave to those churches was repent Come on, you got time. You can, you can get this right. You don't have to keep living the way you're living. And man, that is a glorious hope that you and I have. That's not condemnation. That's not putting people down. Praise God, that's giving people the hope that they need. And so recognize that in your own personal life, praise God, that God is doing this in a lot of ways. But in my opinion tonight, I want to speak about one particular door that I believe that will be open to every person in Jesus' name. And, and with the help of the Lord, I'm hoping that, um, and I'm believing that this will be received in Jesus' name. Praise God. I read a book one time, um, oh, this was years ago, and it wasn't an apostolic person. I believe it was um, uh, David Lloyd-Jones, and I, I can't remember. He was kind of the... Uh, 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 a mentor of, of G. Campbell Morgan, and G. Campbell Morgan was a was a Methodist preacher that I, I believe he lived around the uh, the end of the 18th, uh, 18 years uh, in the early 1900s, and I'm not sure exactly when he lived, but G. Campbell Morgan, uh, there's a, uh, there's evidence that 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 uh, produces the fact that G. Campbell Morgan, even as a Methodist preacher, was baptized in Jesus' name and received the Holy Ghost. And, and so I want you to understand a lot of this, this message that you and I embrace, uh, a lot of other groups out there, praise God. God loves people. God loves people in every denomination. You must understand that. But one of the things that God will do across the board, whether it's the UPCI or whether it's the Methodists or the Catholics or whatever, God is going to try to bring truth into their midst. And it's the reception of that truth that will help people to move forward with God. Amen. And however he deems that to be, that's what it is. But this man wrote a book about the, the problem with suffering. And I'll never forget reading that book. It really did affect my life. And, and, um, and it did. It did um, help me to look at uh, things that prior to that I kind of was avoiding. I didn't think I wanted any of this stuff in my life. And, and I believe that's a lot of times what God will do for us. 
Um, we want to avoid certain things. We have grown to a place where, where we don't want to suffer. We don't want to have, you know, hardships. We don't want to have tough times. And, and I'm not here to say that I relish them and I can't look, I'm looking forward to the next time and that type of thing. But what, what God has helped me to do, and I'm hoping he'll pass that on to you tonight, is he's helped me to, um, um, uh, to appreciate them and to understand them. I heard somebody say one time that understanding a lot of times doesn't take the problem away. What it does is it just helps us to understand what's going on, praise God. And so I, I think this is a, a big help to us in Jesus' name. I want you to, to meet me in, in 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter number 5. And uh, the bulk of my remarks will be made from this book. And again, I thank you for, for, for being in this service tonight. I thank you for, for being faithful um, uh, to these things. I believe it's very important for us to do that. Amen. Um, I believe as the pastor of this city, of this church, um, and I say this very, very humbly, um, and, and I believe the Lord works with me, and, and He talks to me, praise God, and, and He begins to show me different things um, of what I should say and, and what I should bring to light. I, I have grown to uh, very much depend on that. It's not that I don't study, and it's not that I don't have particular lessons that I have prepared. I've got probably six or eight notebooks at home that are full of notes of things that God has given me over the years, and, and sometimes I'll go back and I'll use some of them, that type of thing, but um, a lot of it is is that God, I, I want a fresh word. I want something that's for right now. What, what are we talking about here tonight in Jesus' name? And so you pray for me because that's really what my desire is. My desire is to get something right now, what's on the front burner, what's God trying to do, and tonight, I, and I feel like what I, my remarks have been made in this light in Jesus' name. But First Peter chapter number five is um, a tremendous, again, Peter is, it's a tremendous book. I personally have seen the difference between first Peter and second Peter. Um, uh, there's a big difference there, and, and, and it's kind of like a lot of things, you know. Um, uh, the apostles are like us, you know. They probably thought they knew it all, thought they had it all, until a particular situation would come into their life, and then all of a sudden their, their eyes were open, and they're going, whoa, I guess I didn't see that. And, 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 and so I, I believe we're in good company when we can recognize that, and I believe that is the difference between First Peter and Second Peter, praise God. I think a lot of the apostles were of the opinion that Jesus was coming back real soon. That, you know, when he left the earth that day on the, in, the, you know, on, in, in the book of Acts, that it wasn't going to be 2,000 years. It was probably going to be a lot sooner than that. And I know I was of that opinion. But sooner or later, you get to a place where you realize that I'm not going to tell him when he's coming back. That he's the one that's the author of that one. And so what is my duty or what is my, what's left for me to do? And that is to prepare myself for whatever God wants me to go through. And I believe this chapter is one of those chapters that can really help us in that realm. In Jesus' name. The Bible says that Peter writes here in verse number 1, 5 and 1. He says, the elders which are among you I exhort. He said, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ. He was an eyewitness. Praise God. The Bible says, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. He went on to say, your duty or one of your, your, your jobs is to feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof not by constraint. You know, don't force people to do this. 
it says, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. This isn't a job. This isn't a profession. This isn't some career-minded thing that we want to get on. This is a calling, praise God. Remember one of the original scriptures here tonight, amen, that, that those that are coming back with Jesus have been called. Come on. Come on, that's, that's one thing that we, we must do is accept the call. If you want to get to a bigger or better number, if you've got your sights set on something else, you're going to have to answer the call of God. Amen. And he's got a particular way of bringing us into those realms in Jesus' name. It says in verse number 3, continuing on with his thought, neither as being lords over God's inher uh, heritage, but being examples or examples, it says, to the flock. Praise God, one of the biggest positions that we have as being in the ministry is, um, is to be the example. Amen. And that's why you can rest assured that whatever I preach to you, God has already preached to me. Amen. Um, and sometimes it's years ago that he's done that. And then he brings it to have me give it to you. And the Bible says, and when the chief shepherd, never forget, we got one that is in charge. What did it say in 17th chapter Revelation? The reason he could overcome all of those enemies is because he is the Lord of lords. He is the king of kings. Amen. That's the chief shepherd. And so when he comes back or when he appears, we're going to receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. I believe that's one of the things that's going to happen at the uh, marriage supper of the Lamb. I believe there are going to be crowns that are going to be given out, praise God, for things that people did down here on this earth. Amen. And I don't believe it's going to give anybody a bigger hat size. I believe it's just going to recognize that people have been faithful. People have been, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, called of God and they answered that call in Jesus name. I'm going I am destined to be among that number. That's not bragging folks. That's a decision. I've already made that decision. Praise God. I'm going to be there. Praise God. Oh hallelujah. With the grace of God I can do it. Praise God. And so can you in Jesus name. Oh hallelujah. You don't have to let you you don't have to let anything get between you and that appointment in Jesus name. And so the first four verses there in my opinion are given to the elders. It's given to the leadership saying hey, this is what you need to do because Peter himself was a leader. And then he refers to something called the younger. Amen. And he said, submit yourself unto the elder in verse number five. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. Amen. And so in one verse, he's just saying, listen, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving them instructions. You follow them in Jesus' name. Amen. And then he says, everybody, everybody needs to be in subjection or, or be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. Praise God. Amen. Why? Because God resisteth the proud and he giveth grace to the humble. If you study the fourth chapter of the book of James, you'll find a similar type of setting of scriptures where he says that God, he, he opposes people who are prideful. Praise God. That's one of the reasons why I personally, every day, I want to get, get rid of pride in my life. And I have recognized that it is the stronghold that most everybody that is dealing with that we want to blame on something else. 
A lot of what we're dealing with that, that causes us to stumble and causes us not to really be as, um, you know, as adamant about the things of God as we would like to comes under the heading of pride. And so consider that. The Lord help us to be humble. Can you say amen? I believe He can and I believe He will. And then it says in verse number 6 that the best way that we can be humble is to do it ourselves is to make up our minds that I'm not going to let some circumstance or situation or person be used in my life to humble me. I'm going to, with the help of the Lord, do that on my own, praise God. Not to say that I'll avoid any of the rest, but I believe it won't be quite as severe in Jesus' name. And so consider these things. These are tremendous, tremendous things that God gives to us. It says, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt or raise you up in due time. And so we have that promise that God is going to do that in Jesus' name. Praise God. And then in verse number 7, the instruction is to cast all of our cares upon Him for He cares for us. Literally what this means is this means to throw it away. And it means to throw away the care. And the word care there actually means the things that are, are very important to us. Amen. And so we have to consider that. Amen. Because I'll tell you this right now, a lot of the things that are important to us are not really that important to God. Amen. He's got much, much, much more greater things that he wants to put in our hands. Amen. But if we've got things that we're already concerned with and we can't, uh, you know, can't trust him enough to put those things, you know, for him, I'm going to tell you something, we're going to struggle. So consider this, amen. I believe in times like this that the things that we're facing, the last two or three, maybe four weeks that we've been facing, I believe some of these things have been literally coming to the surface. Amen. And I'm not here to, to um, you know, to discourage or to put you down. I, I, my, my heart goes out to many of you. I know that you're feeling some things and, and, and anxiety and, 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 and sometimes even depression is knocking on your door and that type of thing. But I believe a lot of times it's because we really literally care too much for those things. Amen. And God, a lot of times, is not going to preserve those things for you. Amen. He's got something much, much better for you in Jesus' name. And hopefully tonight that absolutely can be revealed to you. But the Scripture says in verse 8, it says to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. A lot of times we must realize that it's common. A lot of things that we're dealing with, especially in the kingdom of God, absolutely are very common in Jesus' name. But let me bring this to you for the next just few minutes here, and I'm, I'm not going to be very long. But the Bible says here in verse number 10, the God of all grace who hath called us. Never forget that, folks. He's called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after now he were in my opinion revelation chapter 17 revelation chapter 17 is after this amen not before it and I, I know I'm slowing down deliberately but I want you to understand praise God sometimes we do literally get the cart before the horse I'm telling you right now, there are good things that God has in store for us. But you and I must understand that there's preparation for that. 
And let me give you what I believe is some of the preparation for that. Because the God of all grace has called us to his eternal glory. That's a calling, folks. That's why those that are with Jesus have already answered that. That's already in store for them. But in my opinion, they've gone through these things. And so the Bible gives us a list here. And there's a list of, of five things there. And I'm not going to belabor this. You can study this out. Or, or what I would, would ask you to consider doing is meditate upon these things. Meditate upon the Word of God. Let it begin to get deep and seep in and loosen up some of that rust and some of that, you know, the areas of our life that we're really, really struggling with. Amen. And I believe God can help us to do that. But you notice the first thing that's in on the list there, and I mentioned a door, and I believe that this is a door, praise God, that will be open to us. The scripture says, it says, after that ye have suffered a while. And I understand that's a lot of people would consider that a negative study or a negative subject, but I don't think it is because you and I must understand, praise God. Let me show you something that, in my opinion, is, is absolutely very, very important to this. Put up on the screen, brother, put up the, on the screen Hebrews chapter number 5. Hebrews chapter number 5. And I'll move on after this. I'm not, again, going to belabor these thoughts. This isn't going to take me a long time. I'm just going to give them to you. And I'm going to trust with the help of God that, that, that you'll begin to meditate upon these things. And God is going to make a difference, as we spoke about this morning. He's going to make a difference in your life, in Jesus' name. But chapter number 5 talks about the high priest. And one of the high priests that it mentions there is the high priest of Melchizedek. And, of course, Melchizedek was the high priest during the time of Abraham. But more importantly, what it's making reference to is that Jesus Christ is our New Testament high priest. He is the high priest now. And as the high priest, look at this in verse number or chapter number 5 here. And um, I want to begin reading in verse number 7. And this is referring to Jesus, by the way. It says, who in the days of his flesh, Jesus... When he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death. I believe one of the references this is making is the Gethsemane. I believe Jesus as a man, as a human being, went into the Garden of Gethsemane and Jesus as a man prayed to the Father in heaven. Amen. And you can study that prayer all you want, praise God. But the Bible says that he had, he had confidence that he was able to save him from death. And it says, and was heard in that he feared. And look at verse number 8. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. That's why I'm telling you there's a door here tonight. That God wants to allow you to see the door that is being opened to you. And I'm not talking about excruciating pain now. I'm not talking about things that we cannot handle and we can't deal with. I am literally talking about something that life will bring our way. That maybe we don't like. Maybe we'd like to just, you know, before that time, we'd like to just take it out of the way. But now we're realizing that God's got something to teach me in this. God's got something that he can really, really help me with. Because the Bible says after he suffered, he became perfect. He became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. 
So think about that. Jesus as a man suffered, praise God. And I believe he suffered during the first 30 years of his life. There was a lot of things that came his way. Amen. And the word suffered there just literally, you know, it, 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 it talks about the fact that, that it's, it has the ability to, for us to experience things that will eventually be good for us. And if you really study the word out, that word really, really can take us into a greater dimension with him. And so I believe that the Lord wants to help us to understand that through a different attitude of suffering, praise God, there's a door that will open unto us. And what will that door open wide? It will open wide to the fact that in verse number 10, the Bible says, if we have suffered a while, make you perfect. The word perfect there means complete, thoroughly repair and restore. You can understand that God wants to take you into a pasture where these things can become perfected. Amen. Never never ever to bother you again in Jesus name and then also with that perfection God is going to establish the word establish literally means to make stable God doesn't want us being tossed to and fro he doesn't want us being up and way down God wants us to be on a on a more even plane and I'm talking about the door that will open up to where we can go in and these are things that God will do for our lives and then the Bible says along with perfection and establish he will strengthen us and that just simply means to make us strong the Bible says be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might I'm telling you God's opening a door right now where people praise God can get into that place where that will happen that will happen praise God somebody hearing a higher number tonight come on I believe you are I believe God's calling you into a greater dimension right now and I believe that door praise God will be opened unto you in the name of Jesus. Come on, folks. We don't need to be afraid of that. And then along with perfection and establish and strengthen, the Bible says that he will settle us. He will put us on that firm foundation where the winds and the rains and the, and, you know, and the floods came and beat upon that, but the house didn't fall. Why? Because it was on a firm foundation. I'm telling you right now, this is what God has in store for his church even in in the hour that you and I are living in right now I'm telling you right now we can begin to anticipate in the name of Jesus and maybe tonight God can give us a little different attitude on what this really means in our lives in the name of Jesus I'm going to have the singers come up and I would ask you to do something in your homes right now please don't just go into the other room and 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 leave right now if you can I want you to get someplace right there in your house and I want you to consider just standing there and, and making an altar and coming down and beginning to, to answer the call that God has in your life in the name of Jesus. I believe that God wants to help you with that right now. Let us, we're going to sing a chorus right now, but you know, I pray that God will help you to go ahead and respond to what he has in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen in Jesus' name. Give myself, give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away. Give myself away.
Take my 
giving ourselves away, praise God. That's a daily thing, I understand. And praise God, I, I'm so, so glad that the Lord has got the finished product in hand. And sometimes I believe in these heavenly places, we can get a glimpse of where we're headed, praise God. And so I thank you for being part of this service tonight and being in the house of the Lord. The Lord richly bless you, praise God. Amen. Are you glad the Lord saves? Come on, I am. I'm glad that He saves us to the uttermost in Jesus' name. Let's just, we'll finish off with this, Brother Jerry, and you can shut it down. Amen. I'm so glad the Lord saved me. I'm so glad the Lord saved me. If it hadn't been for Jesus, where would I be? I'm so glad the Lord saved me. Come on, I am. I'm so glad the Lord saved me. I'm so glad the Lord saved me. If it hadn't been for Jesus, where would I be? I'm so glad the Lord saved me. Come on, let's sing it again. Oh, I'm so glad the Lord saved me. Yes, He did. I'm so glad the 
Lord save me. If it hadn't been for Jesus, Brother Jerry, let's sing that chorus. It's glory, glory. Come on, hallelujah. It's glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I lay my burdens down. Amen. It's glory, glory. Oh, hallelujah. Since I lay my burdens down. That's right. It's glory, glory. Hallelujah, since I've laid my burdens down, it's glory, glory, amen. Hallelujah, since I've laid my burdens down, I feel like shouting, amen. Hallelujah, since I've laid my burdens down. Come on, I feel like shouting, feel like shouting. Oh, yes. Hallelujah, since I've laid my burden, I feel like dancing, amen. I feel like dancing. Oh, hallelujah, since I've laid my burdens down, I feel like dancing, amen. Hallelujah, since I've laid my burdens down, amen. It's glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. Oh.